everybody. Welcome to LOA Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Chris Devenke. We've been married for 13 years, in case those of you are new. Uh, and I just want to talk to you guys today with my wife about marriage goals. And a lot of people in marriage, you find yourself in the same boat, but you have different goals. You're and if, two different places. Yeah, you're rowing two <laughs> different places. Uh, my wife and I recently, this year, we went to the Keys and we went kayaking together. When we first started kayaking, uh, we had to get into a rhythm to where we could benefit each other. And at first it was like, listen, I know how to row. I know how to kayak by myself. You know how to kayak by yourself. But us coming together to kayak, it was like, how do we kayak? And how many of you guys know how to live life single? and you do it really well and then you're like oh i met this person and we're great together and we're awesome and then you're married and then it's like well how come i can't kayak with you i can kayak by myself but not with you so i want to kayak with you i want to it's like it's like how come we cannot kayak together like you're my kayak partner and we say that uh jokingly and but it's so important to know your goals and to take time to realize what's an attainable goal and what's a long-term goal. Yeah. Uh, in marriage, there's gonna be several times to where there's gonna be give and take in the relationship. And there might be seasons to where um, the husband has a goal to where he's gonna want to <clears throat> finish going to school or he's gonna wanna start a business and you might be in the kayak and be like, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> like, let's go this way. That's not smart, that's not wise. But there's going to be times to where it's not uh, time to do that goal or go after that goal, mm -hmm. but it is time to do the research and the, the effort and learning uh, the area and scout it out, like be like almost like a scout to where you can prepare to go in the direction of a goal right. to where, and here's what happens when you're in a marriage and you're, you're both in the, in the kayak and you're both trying to go to the same place, but you're not in sync with each other, just because you're trying to go in the same direction doesn't mean you're in sync with each other. And that's something that I would love for you to just elaborate on, because I love how your mind thinks. <sighs> Rhythm, sinking, going together. Sounds like oh, a song. Gosh, it sure does. <laughs> um, no, but you know, um, it is interesting because, you know, when you are separate and then you do come together and you have to, you know, get on the same rhythm, get your goals aligned and priorities aligned, mm -hmm. values aligned. And, you know, it's really important to just FYI um, to talk about those kind of things before you get married. Oh, yeah. Major mm -hmm. things because those affect your goals, those affect your trip. Once you get onto the boat and you know, you're kind of committed out on sea, all of a sudden one of you is like, hey, I want to have a baby. And the other one's like, I don't want kids. <laughs> you're like immediately divided. <laughs> Put the paddles <laughs> down and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but so before you do get into the boat, I want to encourage you guys, um, we encourage you guys to talk about those goals so that when you do get in the boat, it is easier to steer and row together and find your rhythm mm -hmm. because you do have similar values, you have similar goals, similar priorities. And it's just like Chris said, it's a matter of timing. And so, um, you know, for uh, Chris and I have different goals, you know, and we also have, 
I think goals are are good, but also strengths are important to mm -hmm. pay attention to as well. And you recently wrote something that I just absolutely loved, is that my strengths aren't just for me. My strengths are for you. They're here to benefit you. Mm -hmm. The same thing with your strengths. They're here. They're not just for you. They're here to benefit me. But that's the same thing with our goals. Our goals shouldn't be only to benefit oh, wow, ourselves. Yeah. That's right. That's really good. Yeah, our goals should, when you're in a committed relationship, our goals should also have the other person's interest in it in a major way. Wow. You're not just focused on yourself anymore in Singleville. So your goals should benefit your spouse. Us. us, not me. Yeah. But us. I like it. So um, I just, you know, when you think about your strengths and your goals, it's important to look at the timing too because you know I actually recently I just did my real estate um, and got my real estate license Gee, and first try on the test <laughs> thank you, thank proud you. husband here um, thank you um, and it was a season in my life where I felt like I needed to do it um, and I didn't have a lot of time but I communicated with my husband he believed in me he knew that it would take extra time with the kids because it was a few weeks um, it was at nighttime. That was the only time I had the availability to do it because I work full-time. I also serve full-time at our church. I'm a mom. There's like lots going on in my life. So he stepped up to the plate and just did whatever it did, whatever it took for me to, um, do my schooling pass and all that. But that was a season and that was a goal. And that was something that we talked about together, you know, um, but like if I just wanted to get my license, and you know i've got this busy life and chris didn't have the time to help me out you know even though he wants me to get that but the timing might not have been right you know if i wanted to do this uh even a year prior to that might have been a little too hard mm -hmm. if i waited it might have been hard but you know getting communicating it, it it really goes back to communication i mean you can't have goals and strengths and not communicate because then it doesn't benefit either of you guys and that's where you can get into real trouble by just assuming, well, he should help me or she should. They should want this for me. They should see it this way too. But, you know, assumption is the, the, the quick, quickest way to get to a disaster in a relationship. So don't assume. Communicate your strengths and goals. If I can just, you know, say that as loud as I can into the microphone. It's so important to communicate because it'll help you. It'll set you up for success when you're going to do the goals and you're trying to row together. Yeah. I also uh, want to add that um, a lot of people look at the, they put a big priority on big things that happen and they don't put enough focus on the little things that happen. You know, the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's not the big problems. It's not the big dramas. No. Uh, most marriages end because people are so sick and tired of the little f annoyances. And it's almost like when your marriage becomes like a dull toothache, mm. people are like, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. Totally. And what I encourage you to do is focus and put effort into the little things. Absolutely. That is something that Nicole and I are really striving to do. Me more now than ever because sometimes us men, you know, as smart as we are, we can be so dense. And what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? 
but uh, the little things, the helping around the house. And don't have this mindset as like, I go out and I work all day and I just want to come home and as if your wife didn't do anything and your effort is greater than their effort. Come on, guys. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. And I was that guy. I've been that guy. I love you for being so So, Listen, (laughs) I literally have been that guy. And what you're doing in your marriage, you're, you're saying this. I am better than you are. And then we're wondering why they're responding in kind. And what that means is, is that if you come home and you expect the food to be made and because you put a hard day's work in, you signed up for that. You said, I'm going to be a man and this is what I'm going to bring to the table. And your wife said, I'm going to, I'm the woman, this is what I'm going to bring to the table. Just because you might bring in a lot of money and your wife won't bring in as much money does not mean that your value is greater than hers. Because how much are you willing to pay for something to have a woman that loves you unconditionally, that raises your children when you're not there, and that creates an atmosphere in your home that is a peaceful atmosphere? See, you can't quantify that. So to think that you, oh, I bring a lot of money in. Yeah, but your wife brings in the atmosphere to where it's sweet smelling aroma you open the door and your kids are happy to see you because they see how happy mommy is to see you you have to put yourself down and put your wife up where you guys are equal you might be and i believe wholeheartedly that men should be the head of the house i believe it's biblically i am not this guy it's like oh well we're we're equal in authority no men have the final say men are to have the authority but let me tell you this men are not greater and women are not sub to men we are equal mankind needs man and women coming together to create like kind And what I mean by that is that we cannot go around having a mindset that I'm more important or what I do is greater because literally you're just telling your spouse, I'm more important than you. Yeah. And it's the little things, you know, when you come home, there's been times that I come home and I do not feel like doing anything. I am wiped out. Suck it up, buttercup, because you're the dad, you're the husband, this is what you signed up for. And let me tell you something, I've never met anybody nearing the end of their life that talked about, I wish I could have worked two more years. I wish I I, I could have spent more time with the pe- impressing the people that didn't even care about me. You know what people talk about at the end of their life when they realize, oh my gosh, all this time I've wasted is now coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I'm at the bottom of the barrel. You know what they talk about? Their family, yeah. their wife, maybe their first or second wife. They talk about how much time they spent for their own ambition and their own goals, mm. not goals that benefited the family. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's such a trap the little things in life are the most important things if you sit there like what we do now we have dinner together we we're off the phones we value the little things and i'm telling you our life is transformed and we've been doing this for about four weeks now not a lot five weeks now 
And I promise you that the little things are the big things. See, here's the truth. Big problems are easily managed with a solid foundation. But a weak foundation will crumble with a big problem coming. And big problems can only become big if you're not dealing with the little things. And if you're not putting a priority on the little things. I talked to a friend of mine today. He goes, Chris, I wanted to tell you something. It's just a little thing. And here's the truth. And this is what I told him. I said, the little things in life are what we remember the most. The big things, the promotions, the raises, the big fights. How many times have we fought and now we don't even remember what we fought about? Yeah, no. <laughs> Literally. I remember uh, Nicole and I fought in the car one time and we had a glorious fight. I mean, she was not backing down. I mean, you had this six foot Viking. I can just hear the announcers like, hey, you know, she's standing at six feet tall, uh, uh, a Viking warrior princess and... Here I am, this German undefeated, not going to back down. Like, we were going at it. Not physically, but we were just saying how we felt. You know, I knew you'd say this, but you do this. I mean, it was a no-holds-bar. And I remember... Yeah, and we are fighting. I mean, I remember the fight. I don't remember what we were fighting about. fight ever. We both went outside... In silence, because we just yelled at each other so much, and we sat down next to our car in the grass, and just sat in silence in in the dark. This is at nighttime, looking, and we lived out in the middle of nowhere at the time, so we're like looking out. There's stars everywhere. We're just silence, and we kind of just looked at each other like, "What did we just do?" We crossed the barrier. We crossed a line. Yeah. And it hurt, and it it was hard to recover from that, but we obviously did. But oh, yeah. So that was that was painful. And 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 what we did is that we we had to learn how to recover. And some of you guys are great at fighting, but you're not great at recovering. Mm. How do you recover from saying horrible things, mean things? Mm. How do you recover in that? How do you? Here's how you do. You go back to what brought you there to begin with. Yeah. Go back to what originally drew you to your spouse. Go back and find out and look for that. And you might be looking at the diamond in the rough. You might be in the coal mine saying there's no diamonds here. There is because that's what brought you there. Yeah. Another time we were fighting in the car and we were so worked up again and and we had a glorious thing going and nicole was like i'm not talking to you and she literally in this small car she like like looking the other way and i was like oh yeah you do that to me disrespecting (laughs) me like putting your back to me i was like whatever you know i'm gonna turn my back to you you know i i turn my back to you times two you know like times infinity we were upset and then literally we get to the gas station i was so mad i was about to run out of gas i was like oh i have to stop i'm gonna be in the car with her even longer but then i was like hey at least i get to get out of the car while she's still in the car you know this is being honest you know being real and all of a sudden i literally got done uh pumping the gas and i remember thinking how how stupid it was to be in a fight with somebody 
who's committed their whole life to me. Yeah. And I've committed my whole life to them. And I did not commit my life to be a wrecking ball and tear their life down. I committed my life to building her life up. To bring your strength to the marriage. Exactly. So I remember I said this. She was so hot. Not hot. I mean, physically hot, but she was steaming how mad she was. I was pissed. Yes, okay. she was. And let me tell you something. We didn't need a match. There was a fire in her eyes. Just rage. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I remember saying this. I said, Nicole. And she's like, <sighs> and I said, listen, on the count of three, that's your window, that's mine. Don't look out mine, I won't look at yours. And I said, one, two, three. And I turned around. And she tried. She's like, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. And it's like her face started to change. I busted. I busted out laughing. Belted out a laugh and it got us going back together. You know why? <laughs> because we realized the big fight wasn't it a wasn't big deal. Anything. We need. We had a foundation of the little things. Definitely. Our marriage is based on laughter. We laugh together. A lot. We laugh so hard sometimes we cry. And if sometimes Nicole's crying, I'm going to try to get her to laugh. I remember one time she came up to me. She was having a bad, uh, really bad couple days. And she was just like, I'm just so sad. And like, you know, it's, it's okay. And I said, listen, girl, I know what you need. You need to pick me up. And I literally picked her up. And I said, me me up. I said here's your pick me up. I was like, I got you, girl. And just like, the, oh my gosh, that's so clever. Yeah, and she's like, I can't even believe that you thought of that on your own. I was like, there's so much more to this girl. Just wait. You know, I'm like a fine wine, better with oh, age. Man. But literally, the little things, how we respond in the little moments. Now, I could have said, Nicole, it's been two like, days. Get over it. Get over it. Okay. But I don't want her to get over something without me. Yeah. I want her to get over something with me totally. because we're giving our all to each other. Totally. And I just want to encourage you guys with goals that you have. The goal should be make the little things big and the big things little. The big fights are just fruit of an undealt root. Totally. A root that you're not dealing with. It. Prune the fruit, get rid of the fruit. But spend time finding out what the root issue is. And I guarantee you the root issues are usually like, well, you don't help me clean. You don't help out around the house. You don't do, they're like three things. Three things that are huge root issues that kill marriages. Help out around the house. Spend time with your kids. You know, don't be like this guy that's like, I made 10 babies and what's your name? I don't know, but I made them. You're not a man. You're a child that's making more children. Okay. I should stop. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. You need to be involved. Marriage is about involvement. It's about identity. That you're no longer identifying as yourself. Me. Who you it's are. Us. Me. No longer I. But it is the two becoming one. We are one together. I am not one by myself. By myself I am half. But me and her together, we make one incredible, happily married couple. Make a team. And I just encourage you guys, find the goals. Make the big things small. Make them small. And the little things that you think aren't that big a deal, 
put a huge priority on them because those are the big things. Mm. Those are the big deals. People get divorced over a constant neglect of little things. Mm. That's the main ones. I don't have anything else. You got anything? Just remember that your strengths are there for each other. Yes. It's not a me thing. It's an us thing. Mm -hmm. Your goals should be for the benefit of both of you, not for yourself. Um, and you know, when you do get into a fight, most of the time too, if you, you know, if it's something that is really major, go back to your goals, go back to your values, go back to your priorities as a couple. And that'll help realign you to, hey, you know, we actually wanted this and now somehow we've steered away we've from veered this, course, we've veered yeah. off course. But you know, just kind of resetting, getting back to what brought you together, your values, your beliefs, things that attracted you to one another. Um, and getting back to those things will help you kind of get over like, oh, actually, you know what, maybe I am wrong. Or hey, you know what, maybe I am wrong. We need to kind of adjust and, and refocus and get back on track. Um, but remember, it's not about you anymore when you're mm -hmm. married. It is about us, and it is about um, working together, mm -hmm. working together, honoring one another, yes, um, trusting one another, uh, being transparent with one another. And um, you know, one thing that I do think about um, as we started thinking about this is, which I think is pretty cool, is that you know when God made Adam and Eve and they were naked together there was no shame there was this. no <laughs> guilt <laughs> um there was nothing hindering them you know so a lot of times these fights can come up or when your goals aren't aligned it can start to create wedges it can start to create things that want to separate you and create this void in between the two of you to where you're like oh we don't have the same goals we don't have the same priorities we're not what we used to be, but in all, all reality you are, it's just those things have gotten in the way and pushed you away from each other. So finding those things that have gotten in the way and pulling all those wedges out so that you can get back to where you are unified, stronger together, without anything hindering you, fully naked, with no shame, no guilt, no Amen. nothing hindering your closeness. Stay naked. Literally, that I want to say that, that makes stay naked, yeah. stay completely naked in your marriage and your relationship with your spouse. Yeah, I love what you said there. Let's stop for like a second. It's it was amazing how you you put that together. Adam and Eve were naked together, and there was no shame. There was no secrets. And a lot of you guys might think secrets are good for who? Yeah, good. Who are secrets good for? Secrets are good in moments. But what you do when you bury something, it takes root. And when you bury it, the roots get deeper. Roots are going in the ground, under the ground, a lot faster than they are above the ground. Then you think, yeah, and when they come above the ground, there's already roots and strongholds. Yeah. Deal with the stuff that you don't... Not dealing with something today is just making yourself deal with a bigger monster tomorrow. Absolutely. And just like what you said, stay naked. Don't put clothes on to cover things up that you're embarrassed that you're going through. No. Uh, thoughts that you're having. Uh, temptations that you might be having. You're there together for the benefit of each other. 
your strengths are for your spouse and your spouse's strengths are for you and they cover each other. If anybody's going to be covering each other up, let it be your spouse covering you up. With grace. With grace. And mercy. Mercy. And goodness. Kindness. All that good stuff. Let them yeah. cover you up. Right. Stay naked. I love what you said there. Stay naked. Stay truthful. And know, know that if you do the work, make the little things the big things, the big things, put them in their place. Everybody's had big fights. Who cares? It's nothing special. <laughs> Every married couple's had a big fight. And a lot of you fought like cats and dogs before you got married. You're like, oh, we just need marriage and that'll make it better. Ooh, let me tell you something. Marriage is a gaslighter. If you don't deal with stuff before you're married, you will end up dealing with it in your marriage. Absolutely. And, and if, if you, you think having kids is going to fix that, oh next, my gosh. it's not. You need to go back to the basics. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> the kids, because then you got your own little handful there. It's like, hey, you know, let's just pour gas on this fire. More gas. More. I digress. I really encourage you guys, stay true to who you fell in love with. You might say, well, I was blinded. Well, be blind again. Because if you were happy blind, <laughs> take out your eyes. You might say, oh, they don't keep themselves in good a shape as they used to. Listen, you probably nag more now than you used to. And they're probably not as in good a shape. Both you guys work on each other for the benefit of the relationship. Don't sit there and look at what they haven't done for you. Look at what you haven't done for them. You focus on you and your part. And if they focus on their part, this thing can work and it can work well. Yeah. So, anything else? That's it for the LOA podcast. Remember, love one another well with grace, with kindness, mm -hmm. your spouse, your friends, your neighbors, your children, your father-in-law and mother-in-law and your your own parents you know love them all in-laws well Ooh, that'd be yeah, a good that would be a really good one um because you know we both got them <laughs> we both got them <laughs> um well listen we love you guys take care and we'll see you at the next LA. bye